these two disciples of Jesus, as they walked along the road to Emmaus, were sad. They'd put their hope in Jesus that he would be the one to redeem Israel. Perhaps they hoped he would free them from their Roman oppressors. Or maybe the disciples had some sense that Jesus was meant to do something even better than that, but they weren't sure what. But in any case, none of it seemed to matter to them anymore. Because Jesus was dead. He'd been in the tomb for days. Now, you know, they'd heard rumors. Yeah, some of the ladies were saying that his body was missing, that they'd had a vision of angels who proclaimed he was still alive, but they didn't seem to believe that. Because as they walked along the road, they were still downcast. They were sad. And then Jesus appeared, and he walked with them. Strangely, they didn't recognize him. He appeared somehow different, maybe a, a disguise of some sorts that Jesus was putting upon, uh, putting on. Now, the great artist Caravaggio suggests this when he painted his Supper at Emmaus. It's a beautiful painting, and it shows Jesus without his beard and kind of a rounded face. And, and when we look at the painting, we might sort of think that, that who is this man? Maybe that's what it was like for these disciples on the road. Whatever the case, as they walked along, these two disciples listened to this man describe how everything in the Old Testament pointed forward to Jesus. He explained, as one reflection I came across put it, how in Genesis, Jesus is the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is the priest, the altar, and the lamb of sacrifice. In numbers, he is the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, Jesus is the prophet like Moses. And in Isaiah, Jesus is the suffering servant. And so on, in every single Old Testament book, we find Jesus there. I mean, talk about the ultimate Bible study. Jesus himself, though they didn't recognize him, put all the pieces of biblical history together into context. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tempted to be jealous of these disciples. As they walked along, they learned a great deal about Jesus Christ. But notice, they still didn't see him right there, walking alongside him. All that they learned remained a bunch of facts until they arrived at supper. There, the disguised Jesus took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. But he vanished from their sight. Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Now, this gospel offers us a lot to meditate upon, but as we go about our daily lives, uh, I think we sometimes forget that Jesus is with us. Yet he walks with us every day. His Holy Spirit prompts us to do what is right and avoid what is wrong, uh, to perform acts of charity. Here in his church, he teaches us about the scriptures. He opens the word for us. But to many of us, Really, honestly, for a lot of us, he still seems dead. 
As some writers have lamented, a large portion of us, even regular churchgoers, are, quote, practical atheists, which is the phrase defined by Jacques Maritain as those as describing those who, quote, believe that they believe in God, but who in actual fact deny his existence by their deeds and the testimony of their behavior. We uh, who call ourselves Christians, Catholics, we sadly don't always live as if Jesus were really alive. We don't always let the gospel challenge us dramatically, changing the way we live. We're often lukewarm in our faith. We settle for a vague belief that Jesus Christ is God. We feel like we've done enough by just, say, coming to Mass on Sunday or Saturday night. We walk along as if Jesus died 2,000 years ago, and that was the end of it, really. Even so, the Lord still loves every single one of us lukewarm Christians and sinners. But he doesn't want us to keep walking along our own sinful paths through life. Like a good father, he loves us where we are. But he wants us to get better, to become holy. He's calling every one of us to a radical way of life. But how do we begin? The disciples on the way to Emmaus offer us an example. Think of it. They're walking away from Jerusalem. They're downcast. They feel like Jesus is dead and abandoned them. But then they encounter him. They learn about him. And they encounter him. And what happened after? After they met Jesus and they recognized him in the breaking of the bread, what did they do? Well, they ran back to Jerusalem to tell everyone the good news. Right? Their lives were turned around. They were walking away from, their, from Jesus. They encountered him and they abandoned the path they were on, the, you know, the path back into the world, and they turned to Jesus again, to his people. They went out and did his bidding in the world. So we may be living as if our beloved Jesus has died, but he's still with us. He's teaching us in the church he established. So, yeah. Like those disciples on the way, listen to Jesus. Pick up your Bible. Uh, join in or start up yourself if I can help you do that. and Get a faithful Catholic Bible study going. Or, or listen to maybe Real Presence Radio. Or check out all of the content we have access to on formed.org. Or read your catechism, the Catholic Church. Or ask me if you have questions. Even if you strongly disagree with the Catholic faith on some matters, in fact, especially if you disagree with something the church uh, is trying to teach, or if you don't know what the church is trying to teach uh, on a certain issue, talk to me. I love to talk about the faith. Jesus, working through his church, really does teach us, like he taught those disciples on the way. He teaches us in all of these ways. But that's not enough. It's not enough to know the facts. As we saw in the gospel, it's not enough to learn about Jesus and his church intellectually. The disciples on the road said their hearts were burning as they listened to Jesus, but they still didn't recognize him right there. Things didn't click for them until 
when? The breaking of the bread. The Mass. The Holy Eucharist. In the Mass, Jesus reveals himself now. To you, to me, today. Jesus really is here. And I think the least that we can do is join him. At least every single Sunday and Holy Day of Obligation. We owe God that much. And we need that encounter for our own good. This is why it's an obligation that God has put upon us under pain of sin. He knows we need it. But you can also, even you know, Sunday, Holy Day of Obligation, those are the minimum. You can come on every weekday, except Monday. I'm not here always on Mondays, but every other day of the week, you can join us, learn about God, and then encounter him in the breaking of the bread. Jesus may have died and risen and ascended back to heaven out of sight, but he still teaches us today through his church, and he challenges us to change our lives with his grace for the better. And what's more, he is still present among us physically, really, in the most holy Eucharist, which we will have the opportunity to receive if we're ready in a few moments. So may we all learn from Jesus and his church and recognize him in the breaking of the bread of the Holy Eucharist. Amen.